Hello, my name is Maurice Harker. What you're about to listen to is a clip from a live training session with either an individual or a group who are anxiously engaged in recovering their marriages. Please listen to several of the recordings in this podcast, and then, when you are ready, seriously consider attending the live weekly trainings from your home via webinar. My ability to provide enough individual and marriage therapy sessions has become very limited, so I created the marriage repair workshops so I could serve more people at a lower cost for you. So please, when you're ready, investigate your options at www.lazaruslectures.com. That's L-A-Z-A-R-U-S-L-E-C-T-U-R-E-S.com. I look forward to meeting you and to serving you well. I would love to play a part in decreasing your pain and increasing your happiness. See you soon. So once my wife and I learned over the last five to 10 years, especially, we schedule time away from each other. And it might be more than an average relationship. We have very powerful brains that if they're two locomotives tied to each other too much, we start ripping each other off the tracks and we both become a mess. And so our intimate time, psychological, physical, emotional intimacy is actually probably no more than about six hours a week because that's all we can handle. But it's powerful when it happens and then we intentionally go in separate directions. Okay, but we both have the same GPS destination. She might have to go up and around a mountain. I might have to go up around a different mountain. Then we come back together. And then we separate for a while, and then we come back together. And the reason I like calling it seasons also is after about three or four or five or six of these seasons, you don't wonder if spring's coming again. You don't wonder if summer's coming again. When the fa- leaves start falling off the trees, it doesn't scare you. It doesn't bother you. When it's winter, it's not a cold winter. It's not scary. When my wife and I are in winter, we're not mean to each other. We're not rude. We'll pass each other in the hall and just touch shoulders. Hi, can I get you a glass of water? I'm making a sandwich. Do you want one? I've got to get some from the store. Can I pick anything up for you? Okay. And so there's not a lot of intimate dynamic going on there, but we don't worry about it because we know spring's going to come. And then we're going to have summer again. And then we're going to separate again. So... We want you to have in your marital mission statement the allowance for this ebb and flow so that you're not trying to build a totally, constantly intimate dynamic. We don't want you to fear a times when things are not in sync with each other because we are mortals. We are going to become out of sync with each other, and it's not scary anymore. Oh, we're out of sync. That's all. So what do you do? Oh, let's look it up. Season four, how you do this. And you've got your girl protocol, woman protocol, whatever you want to call it. Okay. What's, let's check his protocol. No, we don't check his protocol. Okay. Are you going to, you can ask, are you going to go do your man in the mountain thing? Do you need any supervision when you talk to God? Wait, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Yeah, um, part of weather checking isn't just tolerating or surviving the weather. Intelligent people maximize the value of the weather in its current condition. They look at it and they go, oh, this is snow. Instead of just hiding from it, what can I do with the snow? Here's rain. 
instead of hiding from it, what can I do with the rain? It's windy. I can build a windmill. It's sunny. I can build solar panels. And so sometimes the weather is so drastic, you have to protect yourself. But sometimes it's just a creative process. Take, for instance, my situation. I kept trying to turn my wife into Adobe instead of learning how to maximize her natural resources. So whenever you suggest to someone to be different, your brain is not being creative to maximize their natural resources and how they're different than what you had expected or even hoped for. Okay. Now, in the minutes we have left, I was just reviewing some of the lesson material, and I want to make sure to cover this next piece because it, it adds to what we're talking about, and it's a vital warning, if you will. Let me just do a screen share really quick. So I took this lesson material many years ago from, the, from one of President Nielsen's conference talks. So this is, I don't know if I have it labeled which one it is. Try to expand my window a little here. There it is, October 2020, three years ago, four years ago, okay? So he gives three key elements like he does. His talks are pretty organized. Things we can learn from Captain Ronay. The whole work that we've done for 34 weeks is to create areas that will be safe. We want to create a safe place. This is what we've been working on, okay? And then we have, second, prepare the minds of the people to be faithful to the Lord. I would call that nurturing, making sure the plants have lots of value in it bringing all sorts of edifying material. And then the third piece is the part that we often overlook and we're unprepared for, which is never stop preparing people. And when he elaborates on it, President Nielsen boldly and straightforward says, the adversary never stops attacking. Satan's relentless assaults. Okay, so let me just share with you my observation. Let's do stop share, stop cancel. Did it stop sharing? A pattern I see is if a couple makes their way to season two, even briefly, even if they're only there for half a day, even if they're there for half a week or something, the most likely entity to ruin it is not your spouse, but is a satanic attack on you or your spouse or simultaneous. But the most common conclusion we come to is that the other person is the one who caused it. Okay. They did this wrong. They did that wrong. They chose this. I had a couple I met with earlier today. They, they slide in these phrases like, he just wants to do things that mess up the relationship. Okay. He likes to avoid responsibility. Okay. You got to really watch out for the conclusion you come to that the other person's immature, undeveloped, Inaccurate behavior is by preference, by choice, or even by strategy. I'm married to someone who occasionally just likes lighting the house on fire just for fun. Okay, just to burn it down and look at it be shiny sparks. Okay, now, and if you remember, you've been accused of wanting to ruin things as well. And how fun is that for someone to say, you want to ruin my life. You want to overwhelm me. You want to make things hard. You want to do this. Like, if there's anything that's more aggravating, is someone else telling you your wants? Okay. There's a there's a, a theme. I think it's maybe number five or seven or something like that. When we wrap back around, it's always watch for the third person in the room. I want to train you to train yourself to whenever things start to fall apart, the first question is, what role did Satan play in jacking up the system? 
Okay, how did he mess with my husband? How did he mess with me? What can I do to keep from getting it worse? And then if we really get good at what we're doing over the next few weeks, we're going to train you to use uh, Claire's uh, Christ cycle diagram to have a retreat, regroup, and re-enter at your best in all bad circumstances. So that when he does it wrong, you retreat, regroup, and you come back right. When he does it wrong again, you retreat, regroup, you come back doing it right. Because otherwise we're going to get in the death spiral of he did it wrong, therefore I get to do it wrong, therefore he gets to do it wrong, therefore I get to do it wrong, and we do a serious crash and burn. Okay? And it is vital that you learn to watch for. In Sons of Helaman, we use the phrase, what technique did the enemy use to defeat you? And occasionally I have someone say, no, no, this time I'm sure Satan was not involved at all. And I'm all, what planet are you on? Why would you come to that conclusion? Okay? My spouse is a good person sometimes, uh, good enough for me to stay married to, but they're inherently evil and want to destroy everything I build? Like, uh, if they're really that way, you probably should get out of the marriage really fast. If the person you're not married to is not a good person trying to live life, but they keep making mistakes, if they're a bad person, it is unwise to stay married. Very unwise to stay married. Okay? But if you're uh, in a relation with someone who's attempting to be a good person, but they're not good at it, right? Take all of your concerns and your complaints to God. He knows exactly what to do with them. If he doesn't know what to do with them, you're always, you always have the option of explaining to God what to do with your husband's weaknesses. That's an option. Okay? I don't recommend it, but it is an option. And then do the same thing that God does and live in a state of powerlessness over forcing someone else's development. If God doesn't force us to develop, then what makes us think we should be able to leverage, pressure, manipulate, encourage, coerce another person to develop? Be careful with that, ladies. You don't want to get into that scene. And I respect your desperation. If he doesn't develop, we're all going to die. No, you can get off the ship. Safety boat right there. You have just finished listening to another principle that is one of many that you will find in a special class that I've put together called the Marriage Repair Workshops and the Lazarus Lectures. This is a compilation of principles that I have pulled from my years of training, study, and therapeutic experience designed to give you the tools, the vision, the ideas, everything that is necessary to take a relationship that has experienced catastrophic levels of unpleasantness and falling apart and rebuild it almost as if raising it from the dead. Please follow the links and attend at least one of our marriage repair workshops so that you can get a feel for what you will learn and get your attachment to the multimedia classroom 
that holds videos, audios, articles from me and several other specialists that we call the Lazarus Lectures, a 40-lesson series building from one principle to another so that you can discover what is necessary to pull off a miracle in your relationship. I hope you'll find great value in this. I hope those of you who find yourselves unable to afford the thousands of dollars necessary to attend a marriage therapist, especially one that's really good and is not as available as we would like therapists to be, please, please study this material in the Lazarus Lectures and attend the Marriage Repair Workshops so that we can help you get things back to the way you want them. We'll see you then.